The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value, and so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another Business Elevation Show. And today we're going to talk with you about podcasting and online radio as myself and my guest, Eamon O'Brien, are often asked about this subject and people contact us and say, how do we get started um, uh, podcasting or doing online radio shows? Or Chris, what do you think of uh, Voice America and the way that system operates versus other systems? And how do I structure a show? So today we're going to really focus in on that and and help you to understand how to set up your own podcast and online radio show. And really, um, Eamon and I chat through some of the lessons that we've had over the years. Um, now, I actually pre-recorded this show. Um, I'm not um, actually live right now. Um, as uh, I'm currently, if you're listening to this show as it goes out on the 9th of September, I'll be on a plane from London to Nairobi. Uh, I'm spending some time with, on a leadership quest with Leaders Quest. Uh, some of you might remember the interview that I did, which is in the archive, with uh, Leaders Quest founder, Lindsay Levin. Uh, so I'm going to experience a quest, and then we're going to see how we can um, help each other as organizations. So uh, really, that's really exciting. So uh, not live right now, um, but I thought I'd just tell you about that and just say, if you've not listened to that interview with Lindsay, go back and take a listen. Now, with the technological revolution, podcast and online radio, it's become an increasingly popular way to elevate your business, to add more value, to build connections, communication skills, learn from experts, and elevate your brand. My guest today, Eamon O'Brien, is from Ireland. You'll recognize his accent, I think, when you hear him speak. And he, for several years, he's hosted his own successful podcast show, The Reluctant Speakers Club. He's a highly experienced uh, speaker, uh, which is where we first met at the Professional Speaking Association. He's run countless training courses about developing your communication skills in the USA and Ireland. Uh, prior to forming the Reluctant Speakers Club, Eamon had senior positions with co corporations like the Prudential and MCI. He was also vice president of sales for Nowtel. And as a marketing consultant, Eamon's worked with more than 50 clients, such as AT&T, Johnson & Johnson, the Harvard Business Review. Uh, therefore, combining that experience with my own, and I won't share, share my bio, uh, but you can read that on the site if you want to, um, but the Business Elevation Show has currently run now for 216 um, unique episodes. Um, so it makes sense, after having run this show for five years since September 2011, to, uh, to really share some of the experiences that um, I've had. And I thought it'd be great to collaborate with one of my experienced podcast pal pals to do this who's also created a successful show and platform. So if you're looking to develop your own show 
or you're running a show currently, you want some inspiration about how to become a great guest, then on this interview, I'm sure we will be able to help you. So I'd just like to introduce you to my guest today, Eamon O'Brien. Hello, I'm so delighted to be here, Chris. <laughs> Lovely to have you. And actually, we should just start, start Eamon. Whereabouts in Ireland are you based? Where do you live? I am based in Dublin. Ah, b- b- lovely, uh, lovely city. It, it is a lovely city. Uh, it's a great place to come visit. Um, it's, and the lovely thing is that you can walk around. So, you know, you can get to A to B on foot. And uh, it's just teeming, full of history. The last time I went to Dublin, one of my clients I was doing some work with uh, wanted me to go and, uh, and experience uh, Jameson's Whiskey and gi- uh, the Guinness, the Diageo experience. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I couldn't quite believe it that I actually I'd been, I was being paid to go around the, do the Guinness tour and do the Jameson's Whiskey tour. It was a, a wonderful day that I paid myself to do. Um, how, how wonderful. Interestingly, um, uh, the Jameson has been shut down really? for, for the next six, seven months because they're going to put 11 million euro into redeveloping it. So they want to really grow the numbers again. So they've both been very successful and I have not been to either. Oh, really? Well, I would, I would recommend it. So particularly, yeah. I particularly rec- I think the Jameson's one is really, was really, yeah, it was an interesting. But uh, yeah, I would recommend going to those. You've got to go to those if you live in Dublin, surely. I know, but you know, it's a bit like the cobbler and, and, the, and, and the cobbler's children. You know, um, when, when, you, when you live in Rome, do you visit Ro- uh, all the Roman things? Probably not. <laughs> so so what, tell me, what got you interested in podcasting and why do you choose to develop your own show? Yeah, it, it was actually, honestly, by chance. Um, and the short answer uh, and that I, I'll kind of build out on it is that because it gives you extraordinary access um, to attention if you have a particular expertise or if you want to be known for something. So as a tool for creating presence, it's really, really fantastic. My background, apart from being a dyed-in-the-wool marketer for umpty-tumpty years, uh, is that uh, I started, first of all, when creating presence for this business by doing a lot of work in blogging. And so I did all the keyword searches and the SEO and the SEM and all of that kind of stuff. But I was very aware that if I, if I wanted people to find me, that I needed dynamic and interesting content. And so the blogging was fantastic. So hundreds of blog posts later, it was almost impossible for folks if you were looking for help on executive uh, speech coaching, on public speaking, not to find me. So that was terrific. And the articles were well received. But in doing research for something on visibility, I came across a fellow called Cliff Ravenscraft. You probably know who that is. I don't actually know. No, he is known as the podcast answer man in America. He has created, I would say, well in excess of 3,000 episodes, which would make us look like Boy Scouts. (laughs) But I remember just he, he did a little spiel on why podcasting offered so much opportunity. And at that time, this was kind of mid 2014, maybe one in four people in America had tried um, podcasts, and one in eight were regular listeners. Now, that's a lot of folks, mm. you know, a, a population of 320 million. Incidentally, it's one in three people today that have tried podcasting and one in six who are regular listeners. And I mean, you've listened to six to eight podcasts a week. 
So, um, and it's growing at 25% per annum. So that was huge. And so what I realized was, look, this is really a road less travel. And, uh, and that offers great opportunities because there's a real issue which everyone who is producing content faces today. And that is there is a, an unbelievable level of noise. If you can hear this, I'm going to do something here. Did you hear that? Indeed. Yeah. That was basically, it's like Tinkerbell every time, you know, somebody clicks your finger, something else has happened. But that was three more websites added. That's the speed at which information is being added online. There are now over a billion websites competing for attention. And the level of information overload is just, it's, it's, it's shocking. So even for those who are producing interesting blogs with two and a half plus million blog posts a day, and I think it's now 500 hours of YouTube video added per minute, there's just this constant barrage of information coming at people. And so the question is, how does that affect um, where and how people are gathering information? And uh, there's something else that's happening, which is that increasingly, and this was certainly the case for me, people are using their mobile phones to get access to their content or they're using their pads. So I saw that at the same time that I came across Cliff's, Cliff stuff, I realized that there has certainly been a huge growth in the number of people who are reading my blog posts who are doing it from their mobile phones. And I realized actually, you know, um, if this is what people are going to do, it's going to affect how much they're going to read. And it does. And it's also going to, um, if you like, orient people to being more visual or more auditory. And that's exactly what's happening. So increasingly, when people are consuming content, it's video, it's podcast, and it is flicking through, if you like, blog posts. So I recognize that, if you like, that um, it would be a good idea to have a bash at seeing if I could do something with this. And it also made sense because, after all, I'm in the business of helping people to be better speakers. So um, I gave it a 90-day trial, and, um, and it really showed me how quickly uh, podcasting can have an effect on your business because... Instantly, I had about a 20% growth in overall traffic. But more importantly, the dwell time, which was good before, grew 50% immediately. Now, that's amazing in terms of attention spans today, which are going down, down, down. And the other thing is that I didn't just do audio. I also did video. So that also gave me an opportunity to experiment with creating content on YouTube. And so you put those two things together and really what it's done is it's created more visibility. But more importantly, I suppose it's, and I'm sure you're the same in this, it's being where your audience is. How does that jive with your experience? Well, my my experience, I think what you've said there is it's all very, very rational, plausible, uh, sensible, and I, I you know, like the kind of strategic way that you approached it. Um, with regards to myself, I, <laughs> I, I, I was probably a little bit more, I, I, if I'm honest, with regards to, say, blog posts, um, I don't actually enjoy writing that much. 
Ah. Um, but what I do find is that I really enjoy engaging in conversation. I'm a, really a people person. Yeah. And uh, I was looking for, I was found myself interviewing uh, a few people and I was arranging conference calls where people were joining in and listening to me interviewing and engaging with the audience as well. And and I was enjoying these and people were getting value from it. But the reach of it wasn't wasn't that great. And and the opportunity uh, came, I think, through Voice America for me to uh, to actually to access you know a greater audience and do something you know yeah. that would establish um, you know the brand like you, like you've suggested. But also, what I want, one of my intentions was that I wanted to build a really great network and and also add value to people beyond my client base. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, well, and obviously, what, what you found an extraordinary platform in that, and actually, just kind of building on what you were saying about you know not everybody likes to write. I, I quite enjoy it, but. Um, I I do like this as a medium because the amount of time that it takes when you're actually producing the content. Now, obviously, you have to do a lot of work, and maybe we'll talk about that down the line beforehand. Um, It's all very immediate, and you'd get to a point, actually, where very little editing is required. So um, I, I like that as a style of very natural and engaging communication. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it it works very well. I think that this sort of format, like we're on at the moment, is because no editing actually uh, tends to happen, and certainly can't if it's a, a live show. Is it means you've got to, you know, produce great content in the now, and I think you get very you get very good at that. So I don't know what you found, but I, I certainly found through, you know, hosting the show is that my ability to communicate has has improved uh, oh, dram- dramatically because um, you, what you find you do is that you get into conversation and you know uh, particularly if some for, for anyone who's listening to us today you know um, this is a very personal type of thing you know it should feel like we are talking to you the listener and so um, uh, it, 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 it is uh, uh, something where with time and with practice you you get out of the if you like the speaker mode where I'm projecting, ladies and gentlemen, and into a much more <laughs> uh, 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 engaging conversation, if you like. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think you can. I think certainly when this this show is an hour, so there's a fair length of time for us to have a conversation. But I think you know, a tip I would always say to people is to keep it as conversational as possible. And uh, you know, make the conversation so interesting that it's almost like a conversation in a bar where where you you, you want to hear what's happening on on two people are chatting on the next table about something really fascinating, and you're kind of earwigging in. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and, yes. And it, so to try and try and make the conversation it, it's a conversation and not just a delivery piece. Um, yeah, is which, which is also actually, and again, we're going to give lots of tips on podcasting, makes it more enjoyable for you. It shouldn't feel like work. It, it shouldn't. It, it should be fun. And yeah. uh, I, I have, you know, I find this quite addictive. It's, it would be very difficult for me to stop now. It's not my prime. <laughs> it's not my prime kind of revenue earner. But I, I just have so much fun doing it, and yeah. to speak to people who actually I wouldn't have another reason to speak to, or them to speak to me necessarily. But you, you get to meet all sorts of uh, fascinating people as a consequence. Um, you do, and 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 to your point, actually, it is almost like being down in the pub without the alcohol. You know, uh, you do have a real chance to have a proper chat. Yeah, 
So it's not a flyby bit of content, which is one of the issues, incidentally, with blogging today. I'm not saying that you shouldn't blog, um, because you should, because um, Google um, will find you through that if you do a good job on it. But um, people tend to be more cursory in how they read things today, whereas if people are listening to podcasts, they tend to listen to the lot. Yes, Yes. Well, I, I, from our, our sort of research, we typically find that people uh, listen to something like about 23 minutes on average of a podcast. So, and that's quite uh-huh. a good guide in terms of sort of length of, of I mean, mine clearly is longer and some people do listen right through to the end and they take notes. Um, but that probably gives an indication of, you know, a length that you could have your podcast Yep, yep, and, and I'll come back to that later on when we, t- when we talk about um, my approach. But yeah, absolutely, good idea. We've, just got, we've only got a minute now until at the end of the, the commercial break, so I think we should yes. probably wrap up there. And after the break, maybe we just want to define just quickly for people you know, the difference between podcasts and online radio and have a, have a, a little bit of a chat about the time you know, that you, if you're going to run a show, what, it, what time it takes, and maybe yep. the sort of the platform that you might want to consider. So we'll yeah. with you again in just a couple of become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You were tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, Chris Cooper here with Eamon O'Brien. I hope you enjoyed uh, the uh, little, little two-minute break. And we're going to talk now about, um, let's just talk about Firstly, the difference between a podcast and online radio, in case people are confused. I mean, Eamon, how would you describe a podcast? Well, a podcast is something where you are producing your own form of audio content. Um, You know, I ran a radio show for uh, quite some time in Ireland called Small Business Matters. And the difference is that that was following a more prescribed format. It was um, through a, a, a regular radio station. But this is producing your own content. And interestingly, though, on the podcast side of things, if you like, those lines, I think, are blurring a little bit wouldn't you say Chris yeah yeah 
And in fact, I even heard today, because I was out in the gym feeling very bad after eating too much on my holidays, I was listening uh, to uh, a, a, a podcast and I heard Katie Couric being interviewed, who has now started her own podcast. And I thought, oh, well, if it's good enough for Katie, it's good enough for us. Mm. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think what he's also happening with some of the commercial radios, they're starting to produce some of the content as podcasts that's, that's um, available. With a, just a little distinction with, with what I do is that my show on Voice America actually does go out live on the internet. So it's not something that's um, on, you know, occurs on a video or, or and, and then is issued out later that it does actually have a live time slot and I yeah. but the, the blurring I suppose is that you know there was I think Blab's just closed down but the, there is yep. some mediums where you can still do that isn't there well, yeah, you, 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 you do. Um, so Blab is absolutely shutting down. Google Hangout on Air is about to be replaced. Um, I can't remember what they called it. That there's uh, YouTube Live or something that, that's coming down the pike literally in moments or in days. Um, so, yeah, there, there are, are a number of tools out there where, where you can... Now, of course, increasingly, though, Facebook wants to take over the universe. And so more and more video is going to happen there. And eventually, they're not quite there yet. They will allow you, for example, to do multi-party um, conversations on um, Facebook Live. So um, coming to a cinema near you at some point. But, yeah, but you probably also you're driving... You know, to those events, you're driving your own traffic, and and, and that's the that's the key because you know, for me, you know, really, uh, what I'm trying to do is I am looking to bring traffic to my website, and that's why I create the content because the goal is, if you like, to to share our um, uh, valuable uh, information, and it's sufficiently interesting that people want to know more. So. Um, uh, it it does uh, it does that because if people come to my website, I'm more likely to get inquiries. I'll get more sales, and I can tell you, for example, that one of the biggest consequences of having the podcast, uh, which I tie into blog posts and also do YouTube videos, is that. The ancillary sales have also risen. So I have a book called How to Make Powerful Speeches. And I can tell you I've sold thousands of copies of that really on the back of people being interested in the podcast and say, ooh, that sounds good. Must know more about that. Why don't I read the book? Fantastic. Uh, for, for me, I think uh, one of the the values I, I find. Mine, mine a little bit if my show is hosted on the Voice American network. So I get organic traffic coming who are coming to that network anyway who search and, and find me. And then it goes into iTunes, it's syndicated. That is managed for me and I kind of pay that service. Whereas um, you know, some people, I think probably yourself, you know, you, you, you're putting the work in to, um, to to manage that recording yourself and the technicalities around it. I do, um, yeah, I do. And, and, and actually, and we'll maybe come back to this later on, the iTunes bid is an important one because it, certainly it allows people to find you, but there is a snag, which is that it's very difficult for people to follow you back unless you actually have what I call a bring-to-point call-to-action during your podcast back to your website. Yeah. So that is a bit of a challenge. It it is, and it it is a it is a cha- it is a challenge um, bringing those people uh, back across. But I think one of the things um, it is I find really valuable is people always think that it's about the audience. And one of the, the areas I probably had the the most value for my show has actually been from the relationships I've established with the guests. Oh, for and we, sure. And we've ended up doing some things together, or 
you know, that project has been uh, as a come about as a as a consequence of it. Um, so it's easy to forget that actually, you know, you do you do need to create a great experience for your guests as well as your audience. Well, you do, and actually, and maybe I'll, I'll kind of build on that for a moment because one of the things you have to decide if you're going to create a podcast is: Are you going to produce content where you're a talking head, where you're doing something on a solo basis, or are you going to have conversations with others? Now, I like the the latter because I enjoy it more. But also to your point that you know, obviously, the podcast is for the audience. Without an audience, really, uh, not much is going. To to happen, and there really isn't a reason for people to, uh, if you like, to to come on to, to the show. But the upshot of those relationships that you're talking about is absolutely immense. I have absolutely created partnerships, friendships, and also um, what happens is that it's a win-win for each party because you get to, if you like, to introduce each other's communities to each other. So, in other words, you get access to other people's networks, and from a marketing perspective, that's immense. Yeah, very, very, very powerful. One thing Great. we should just well, we should just say, you know, I know you do a lot of work with with your show, and I do. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, how much work does it actually take? How much time does it take? Yeah, um, that's the, the, the how long is a piece of, is a string question. And um, uh, look, the bottom line is that when you're creating any content, it's always going to take effort. And uh, and ultimately, when you are creating podcasts, a good way to think about it, I was at a, um, a, a social media marketing uh, world last year in San Diego, and they had a podcast um, get together for all of the bigger podcasters in America. And one of the things that struck me again, and again, and again, is how the bigger podcasters talked about, look, treat what you're doing as a broadcast, treat it as a show, as a production. And there's a fellow who I met in San Diego last year who specializes in YouTube and video marketing. I, I don't know, do you know who Steve Dotto is? I've heard of him, but I don't know. Yeah, wonderful, know wonderful person. guy. I yeah. highly recommend him on anything to do with, if you like, connecting with people and engaging people on YouTube. But he had a, a nice phrase, and he said, when you're creating a show, any kind of show, it's very important to honor both your audience and yourself and your guests. Yeah. In other words, you, you know, it. People are good enough to turn up to listen to you. You need to make sure that you're sharing something that's valuable, something that's useful. But the other thing is you need to sound enthusiastic. You need to uh, have energy. It must sound like you're having fun. And incidentally, if you are having fun, so much the better. But um, part and parcel of that mindset, though, is that people if they are entertained, and that doesn't mean to say they're laughing, if they're entertained, if they're enjoying it, if they care about what happens next in the conversation, that creates a much more visceral, a more personal experience for people. So that's part and parcel, if you like, of the mindset. So the first thing is kind of getting your mindset right. But um, the type of work that's involved, the first thing is that um, you do need to spend a deal of time at the outset really thinking about exactly who are you trying to reach. And I mean precisely getting down to an individual persona, if you like. Who are you trying to reach and why? What problems do these people have? Because if your content is all about solving problems for your audience, 
it's likely that it's going to be more valuable and useful. And then the next thing is that I put a lot of time into this. I'm sure you're the same into the planning of diaries. Yes. Putting a calendar together and thinking about, okay, over the course of the next year and then breaking it down to quarters, bringing it down to months, bringing it down to weeks, here's what I want to do and why that makes sense, if you like, from an audience perspective, because it does two things or three things, actually. Firstly, it forces you to make a commitment to what you're doing to being more consistent in what you're doing and also to make sure that, if you like, that there is a good variety in what you do which makes it more interesting for your audience. Yeah. So so the planning, I think, and then um, uh, very briefly, there there are um, three or four more things then that are are really important because you haven't done anything yet. You've then got to source your talent, if you like, the people that you want to have conversations with. So there's a deal of networking involved. It's helpful, of course, for you and I, because we're both professional speakers. We know a lot of professional speakers who have expertise in any number of different things. But it's not enough just to know people. If you if they come on your show, you've got to spend the time finding out more about these folks and what they could share with your audience that would be cool, what what, what would your audience like to know? So I will typically look at um, guest posts, their uh, books. If they've written a book, I'm probably going to read it. Uh, I will um, watch their videos. Uh, I will have a look at their social media. Um, I, I will look at places where they are, if you like, in terms of their conversations. And then my only job really is to set my guests up for success. Mm. That's all I want to do. I want to set them up for success because if I do that, they're going to have a good experience. The audience is going to have a better experience and everybody enjoys it. You're kind of in a sweet zone, I suppose. Well, there's, there's something really fundamental about that as well because if you create a show that your guest is really proud of, they're going to feel great about promoting and, and telling, that, telling other people about it. That's the very last thing, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> tell other about yeah, it. That's really important. And the other, the other things from a work perspective is it does take a deal of time and effort to think about the theme that you want to have for any given show. And, um, and scripting is important. Now, I, I tend to be... Um, um, kind of loose tight in this, where I will be tight about the core things that maybe I want to delve into and loose about how the conversation brings us to that point so that it does turn into a conversation instead of and then, and then, and then, which is all a bit clipped. It, it is. I, I, I um, take the approach. I, I tend to, because my show is nearly, nearly an hour in duration, I tend to um, produce a bit of a, a script of questions, not answers. Yes. Uh, and but I, I, we you completely give the guests the freedom. I get them to have a look at it, and we we work on that together. Yeah. Um, but I, with that structure, some people do feel more comfortable with that. Um, yeah. But um, I will be completely flexible with it, so we can go off piste if we want to. Uh, but for those people who are quite structured in their approach, they really appreciate it. The key thing, though, is to make sure it does feel like a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and one of my little tricks when I first started doing my show, I took some feedback on, back on how it came across. And you know, somebody said to me, you know, it's, it, you could just be a little bit more kind of natural with it. And I think that's very, very true. So I actually had a period of time where I would talk to a teddy bear 
that were sitting on my desk. That was one of my children. And have a, oh, wonderful. I'd have a natural little conversation with them, and then I would get yep. there. And I, and I continued the conversation in that vein, and, and yeah. I found that really helpful. Well, I'm going to let you into a secret since, uh, since you're, you're, you're opening up uh, a, a few uh, secrets from, from, from the cabinet here. One of the things that I like to do is to have a picture of a family member uh, on the other side of the room. So I feel like I'm speaking to a person. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which incidentally, we are. We are. Yeah, because uh, because it can be feel like a bit of a big black hole, can't it? You know, you oh, and I, of course I mean, it is. Yeah, you know, I I, I think that the, you know, the first time that I ever did a radio show, it was um, a little bit weird because you know uh, you have the five, four, three, two, one, and then you're live, and you know that if you stop talking, and you're doing a live show, there's blank <laughs> there, and somebody's going to come through the door. What happened? So that's a little bit of a, 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 a of you know, like something to get over. But um, once you get into the conversational flow of things, that disappears. You know, you and that's again one of the reasons that I I like interviewing people so much is I realized in doing the radio show that monologues are always a slightly tougher ask in terms of energy and engagement. Mm. Conversations never are. I had one a few weeks ago. I was introduced before Blub closed down. I did a book ah. uh, and with Lottie O'Hearn, which was, yes. which was great fun. I think it was 45 minutes. But actually, unfortunately, the technology let us down. I know there was Whoops. people listening live, and five minutes in, she disappeared. And I, I, had, I didn't quite realize whether I, I disappeared or she had, but it became <laughs> apparent that I was there live. And, and, and she didn't come back on until five minutes, oh, the no. last five minutes. So I literally had about 35 minutes on my own, and that, Phil. Yeah, and that begs a really important question because obviously, you know, we, treating this as a broadcast, it is a production. So um, if, you, if that happens to you, what do you do? Yeah, well, you've got the show must go on. So I think that the, the benefit of doing something like this, if you find yourself in that situation and you're very comfortable with the medium, then you know actually, and you know your subject well, then why not just manage mono so <laughs> i did <laughs> i did i talked about the subject and i just did my best to, to help and i got lovely feedback which was really nice but it's um i think i would have really struggled without this experience to have handled that situation now we've got to go to commercial break again now um and, and then we'll move into the the next segment and i think we should just talk about um just um how, you know how we structure shows and how we attract guests and how we generate return on investment and that sort of thing so we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, so Chris Cooper, I'm with Eamon O'Brien. We're chatting about podcasting online radio. And Eamon, just want to, so you started to talk there about the different aspects of pulling your show together and uh, there is quite a lot of work involved i mean do you, do you have a sense of about how, how many you know days a month it takes you to produce your yeah, show you know um i would say that um you know each podcast takes probably north of a day in total of time because you've got lots of things it's not just uh, obviously i mentioned the research that i would do thinking about themes and questions the networking that you're doing um, all of these things take time there are uh, uh, positives that come from all of this because it keeps expanding your knowledge um but what also takes a deal of time is the once you've actually created the content what are you going to do with it now side of things because you can have the best product in the world but if nobody knows about it a remarkable thing is going to happen absolutely nothing (laughs) (laughs) so so you've got to work on the platform and so um you know whether it's social media whether it's your email marketing um the uh, the types of um, uh, content that you encourage the people who you interview to send out, um, the cajoling, the, the revisiting of these things actually, put it, putting it into your calendar so that the content, particularly if it's evergreen, now for those just, I'm, I'm assuming that people know what evergreen is, but I'll explain what it is. Evergreen is something where it is timeless advice. Yes. So, you know, I'm not talking about uh, an election that's going to happen next week where once that election has been and gone, then it's no use. So, um, yeah, so it takes a deal of time and energy and effort to work with others to make sure that people find your content, read it, um, uh, listen to it, and share it. I can just make a point there because I think you know, I completely agree with everything you say there. And when I first started out, for me, the show was a good six days a month I would say just you know getting used to you know, attracting the right guests and, and managing it and sending my show descriptions into Voice America and um, having pre-interviews I always have pre-conversations with each guest so I get to know them and get to find out what's what's important for them and I send them a response back and of course there's all the marketing around it as well but the thing I do I probably like you I probably spend now about four days a month on the show um, and uh, and outside of that, I'm probably doing a bit of reading in my own time um, because I have an assistant and she helps me with the marketing. She helps me with uh, with the guests and we now get um, a lot of people want to be on the show. So we have to field that and, and manage that professionally. So 
having her to help me with that and and do the administrative things behind the scenes. So all I need to do really is have a conversation with her once a week, uh, manage um, a a conversation with somebody about a show or or, or speaking to somebody for the first time and then doing the show on a Friday. Um, That's really all I want to be doing um, because actually I have a business to run and I have clients to serve. and, and, and And I'm very glad you mentioned that actually because I think that this is one of the things that you really need to think about so at the outset you may find that you are being a jack of all trades but ultimately if you are the content um, creator you really need to focus all your time and your energy and effort on that and all of the production things to the extent that you can have people help you to look after those things there are people who can absolutely do that things like show notes things like um, um, following up um, w- um, with um, uh, scheduling your social media um, uh, blasts all of these things you can if you want find people who can help you but the key thing here is though that in your communications you want to keep your voice so it sounds like you at all times absolutely absolutely that's really, really important. So I think that a message I'd just like to share too over that is that if you're thinking about doing this right now, um, I would recommend that you do it because you've got a real passion for it, mm. because you love it. And uh, I, I think if you're giving up you know, life energy, don't just do it as a, a tool to um, get you a result. Um, do it because actually... You, there's, there's nothing else you'd rather be doing than interviewing people and connecting with people and, and learning from them as well. Um, and do it because it's a medium that you're fast. You know, if you love to write and that's your big thing, you might be better spending your time writing uh, because it will come across in the writing. But if you love uh, talking to people, finding out about them, you're curious uh, and you love to learn. And then that learning you can then take to your clients as well because you, you become a more rounded yeah. individual and a, can add more value to people. Uh, then um, I would recommend that uh, it's something that you could you know, seriously consider, even though we're increasing our competition, Damien. But, uh, well, we are. But actually, funny enough, and uh, you know, one of the things that's very interesting about the writing is that you know, one of the, the things that you can do to help Google um, help you, if you like, is to create transcripts of your show now um, it, uh, you can there are a gazillion resources that will do this for you for very little money you can go through uh, uh, if you like um, uh, various uh, online resources where maybe for a buck or a buck fifty a minute uh, they will produce whatever you, you, you spoke about into words and you can craft that then into a blog post for very, very little time, energy, and effort. So, if you like, it's the lazy man's way of creating really interesting and engaging conversation for your audience. So, um, it also actually offers an opportunity, if you like, for you to then repurpose all of these wonderful conversations into other things that may be really valuable for your customer. So, it's, if, if you like, it's a gift that can potentially keep on giving. Mm. Yeah, and interestingly, I mean, I, I got a lovely note a few weeks ago um, saying how fantastic the first show I did was in September 2011. Uh-huh. So, so this, this thing, these things keep giving and giving. And that, that point you make about Evergreen is it is important on these that you're not promoting, you know, what you're going to be doing next week um, in terms of uh, you know, I'm doing this event, I'm speaking at it, come along to it, or your guests are doing that because um, that becomes old news in four years' time. 
Absolutely. Yep. And I would also, yes, I'd also just make a point to to if you're guesting on these sorts of shows, don't forget that uh, people might be listening to you in four years' time. So take make the effort to make sure that you're in uh, you know in, in a location where there's good sort of broadband. If you're doing it over the internet, uh, make sure that you're you're giving your best and you're giving this time and attention. Because, um, like, you know, I've got what, certainly one of my guests who kind of wishes that uh, they didn't have the recording because someone's sat next to them in a library where they weren't supposed to be and they coughed all the way through it. Uh, <laughs> and, they, and that's still available four years' time and that's, that has an impact on their brand. So yeah. you want to make sure as a guest that uh, you're, you're doing your bit, really. Yeah. And actually, maybe that's a good segue um, into something that's really, really important for every podcast. And that is... You can make mistakes in many, many different departments, but there's one area where you really want to put your best foot forward always, no exceptions, and that is quality of sound. Yes. So um, the, the devices that you use for recording, the type of microphone that you use for recording is unbelievably important. Yes. Yes. What kind of equipment are you using? Actually, I'm just, I'm just using a... I, I'm going straight into my uh, Apple Mac, so I yep. find I find with Macs versus um, other uh, other sort of devices, it does tend to be quite a good uh, microphone in there. So the quality of sounds good, but not. I would recommend people don't do them on iPhones. I'd also recommend not to do it on an iPad, um, but generally, you know, through a um, something like like a Mac. I also have a, a microphone that is uh, it's a Samson. Yep. CO1U USB studio condenser. So I'm speaking into that at the moment. Yep. Um, if, you're, if you're using anything other than a Mac, I'd probably recommend a headset. Um, a headset can actually help. I think a headset is very important because you want to hear how you sound. Yes. And so um, uh, when, when I started, I um, got myself a handy-dandy kit from America. So I got, um, I got a very posh microphone, which I'm not using actually today, um, which is a Heil um, PR40. And I had all the, the, the trappings um, in terms of, um, you know, booms and shock mounts and pops and all of those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And that's fabulous because I intended to start uh, in the right way. And I know that that sound makes a difference. But, you know, today, for example, I'm using a far less expensive bit of kit. This is a Zoom um, uh, H4N. And you can get Zooms um, um, for as little as, I want to say about 75 or 80 pounds in, in, in the UK. I think the, 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 the number one variety of the same thing uh, and the sound is really excellent. Mm. So um, even a modest amount of investment in that can make a huge difference to the quality of your voice and the timbre and the enjoyment that your audience gets from that. You've also got to make sure that where you know where you where you are. I mentioned there about the library example, but I, I certainly have guests who initially have a conversation with. I check their Skype. So I'm always talk about the technical side. Of, of doing an interview to try and increase the probability that things are going to go well, but but then sometimes uh, a someone will get busy and they'll say, "Well, actually, I'm doing it from a, a you know a, a client's office and they can't get onto Skype and they have a oh, panic, yeah. and or they're doing it from somewhere with 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 a poor 
a poor reception and suddenly they decide to try and do it on the mobile last minute. And as I say, they, that's going to be stuck with them now in an archive somewhere. You're right. And actually, uh, to that point, uh, and I know you you like to use Skype, but I've experimented with a number of different online tools. So Google Hangout and Air is about to go away. So for the evergreen people, it has gone away. <laughs> But I'm now using a thing called Zoom.us. It's not the same people um, uh, who created the Zoom. At least I don't think so. Um, Instead of Skype, because the bandwidth required for it is much lower for both um, people who are who are speaking and also for you to capture um, sound in general. So. I find that to be really, uh, really uh, awesome. Now, of course, you, you mentioned using a Mac, and I still, to this day, use GarageBand, an older version of GarageBand for my podcasts um, when uh, doing my editing, or sometimes I use things like ScreenFlow, but uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's amazing the amount of kit that you have. But first off, first off, first off, capture things with the right sound. So the tool that you use if you're relying on bandwidth, and oftentimes you are, make sure that you're making, if you like, you're setting your audience up for success and make sure that they turn off their uh, whatever is on the internet um, other than your whatever tool you're using at the time that you're doing the recording. Yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. Phone, phone, so the phones are off <laughs> and things like that as well. Yeah. Save the bandwidth. Yeah, save the bandwidth. I love Zoom as well. I use that for all of my my work rather than Skype. But uh, uh, the Skype's a system that uh, the Voice America Network tend to use uh, yep. digitally. The sounds sounds um, good when it's working well. Mm. Um, now I just want to kind of finish now because we're 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 only got sort of two or three minutes. So um, I wonder, you know, are there any other final things that we should talk about? I think one of them might be, you know. You mentioned there about book sales. You know, you've generated what, what? What value would you say you've generated in terms of return on investment from your show? And probably got about a minute for this, really. Yeah, I, I think that there's three things. Firstly, um, um, uh, firstly, it drives more traffic. Yeah. Um, and so, on the back of that, I've been able to sell more training, consulting, speaking, uh, books. You're talking about thousands of extra book sales. So, you know, that books aren't, you don't make a lot of money out of books. So, that might be only N number of grand. But um, it, it was instantly worthwhile because you are able, you're more able to charge what you're worth if people perceive what you're sharing to be more valuable. And so, that's the huge. Plus that, if you like, podcasting is a form of inbound marketing where people come to you and because they hear you and because they, if you like, they get to experience the, uh, the, the value that you can share, they place more trust in you. And so I found I was able to increase my prices by 50% and raise them up again. But the other thing that happens, and you alluded to this earlier on, is the importance of relationships because the broader the relationships that you have with the people that you uh, uh, get to interview, it just opens a floodgate of opportunities for uh, ways that you can uh, help each other, reciprocity, if you like, partnerships, networking, where people can, uh, you're interviewing, uh, can introduce you to others. I would say fully 50% of my guests Me too. have come from networking. Me too. They come from, if you, if you do a great show with a guest, and you, I say, you yeah. know, they'll so, often want to introduce people to you, won't they, so, they offer? It's huge. And then the other element is, and I go back to something that I, I mentioned earlier on, 
the content that you're creating, the content that we're creating today, honestly, and, and this is not just blowing um, uh, uh, smoke about ourselves, is, is it, it ought to be things that people who are interested in podcasting would find interesting. So if you turn that into a transcript, all of a sudden that could now be shared in other formats. And the same is true about almost any form of expertise. But the other thing is this. It's going to get harder and harder and harder for people to be found on the internet. When I talked about that noise earlier on, that's not going to disappear anytime soon. So if you are not where your audience is, if you are not creating content that is valued, chances are that it's going to be harder and harder for people to find you. Absolutely. And we need those online searches. So uh, it's just, if you like, it makes sense on a gazillion levels. Excellent. Well, on that note, I'm afraid I've got to end the show. Um, Eamon, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. And thank My you. pleasure. And uh, to contact, if you want to contact Eamon, um, www.thereluctantspeakersclub.com. You can obviously can get myself at chriscooper.co.uk. And um, on next, next week's show, I'm going to replay a show, I think, with Lisa McLeod on Selling with Noble Purpose, one that was really popular. I loved uh, working with uh, uh, Lisa uh, because I'm in Kenya, again, with uh, this fabulous organization, Leaders Quest. Um, but then I'll be back to normal um, from then on. So I wish you all a uh, wonderful uh, week or whatever you're doing. And thanks again for listening to the Business Elevation Show. And do get in touch. Um, do email me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk if we can uh, help you or you've got ideas for shows or guests, um, that, that sort of thing. So thank you. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 